0: Today on Nursing School Struggle Podcast we have Kati Sarbu. You can find her on Instagram at the nurse dietitian. Kati is a registered nutritionist, certified diabetes educator, health and a health coach. Kati's passion is helping busy, tired nurses who are so busy taking care of everyone else find ways to stay healthy for themselves by looking at food choices and simple healthy habits that can help boost energy and help you feel better overall. Um, so hi, Kati. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I am excited to be here.
0: Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for hanging in there with all my technical stuff at the beginning here, but we made it. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Um, so why don't you tell us what you do for a living and, um, was there something particular about nurses that spoke to you? And I see that's like your main focus.
1: Yes. So as you mentioned, I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and a certified diabetes educator and a health coach. So some people might be thinking, well, why are you helping nurses?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We need it. We need it. Yeah. Well,
1: and so really, I mean, there's a few things that drew me to nurses. And I mean, first off, my mom actually is a NICU nurse, and she's been a NICU nurse for as long as I can remember. Um, I mean, we were lucky when we were really little, she was able to stay home with us, but when I was in elementary school, she went back to work. So I think she's been at the same hospital working for almost 30 years now. Wow. Good uh, so, for her. Yes. I remember growing up and going to the hospitals, getting, I, they would let us come inside. We could see all the cute little babies in the incubators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, just meeting all my mom's nursing friends. So I always was surrounded by nurses. Uh, and then funny enough, my mother-in-law is also in nursing. And so she worked as a CNA Doing a lot of different jobs, and spent the last several years working in a cardiologist's office. Uh, so through her, I also met like a lot of nursing connections. So I have a big appreciation and love for nurses, really just on a personal level. <laughs> because
0: Thank you. I, yeah, it's
1: in our blood. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of remember too, growing up, and you know, okay, way back when I did high school, they had to take that test that told you what you would be when you grow up. I don't know if they do that anymore, but yeah, my, I, oh no yeah, one, do you remember that? It was like you would answer all you these questions. What,
0: you know what? Mine said. It's so <laughs> random. Mine said something like, uh, a grass, like specialist, like that is so funny. I don't even know what
1: that is. Yeah. I don't even,
0: <laughs> I remember it was like some sort of like landscaping ga- grass specialist. I'm like, what is this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so the funny thing is mine actually said nurse. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. And I
1: remember thinking, nope, I don't like <laughs> touching people. <laughs> so I was like, that's just not really something for me, but Um, I mean, it was funny, kind of as I went into college and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, when someone brought up nutrition, I was like, what is that? I didn't even know what it was when I was a freshman in college, and so it caught my interest and really just became a passion of mine, because I know what it's like to grow up not really knowing much about food or nutrition or health, and I love my family, but everyone is overweight and struggled with a lot of problems, so for me... It was, I guess in some ways, similar to nursing where you want to care for people, but I kind of took the route of going into nutrition for that. Right. Yeah. And then I didn't have to touch people. <laughs> but um, uh, similar so, focus, different. Uh, exactly. Yeah. What we're doing. <laughs> right. And so I spent the majority of my early years as a dietitian working in clinical settings. And so, you know, I started off in acute care settings. I've worked both the tiny old school hospitals that have like doctors who are very set in their ways and don't want to change anything. And then I've Mm. also worked in the really large acute care hospitals where there is, it's a teaching hospital and there's just about every unit possible that over the years I covered at some point. So, you know, everything from med surge to telemetry, ortho, oncology, all of the ICUs, neuro step downs. We had acute rehab. Mental health was actually what I covered for a long time because no one wanted it and I didn't mind it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Same with nursing. Uh, mental health. There's a big, like they, they need more nurses, but no one wants yes. to do it.
1: <laughs> and that's <laughs> normally for, and I know this is true, at least for dietitians. Most dietitians aren't comfortable with that. And I had to happen to have um, my internship at a criminal psych hospital. So it was an interesting experience Very cool, to say the
0: a prison in the psych unit. So, and they actually do. Mm-hmm. So need you a know, <laughs> lot. yeah, they actually do need a lot of um dietitian and nutrition education because a lot of the meds they're on make them gain weight, and mm-hmm. or you know they're manic and they don't eat for days. So, absolutely. Well, and so. I would, I actually
1: enjoyed covering those because the the nurses wanted to always listen to what I had to say. The doctors always wanted to hear what mm. I had to say. It was, and I didn't mind it. So I worked that for a long time. And then I've also done like outpatient, taught community classes. I did do a little bit of skilled nursing facility, but um, after I kind of had kids, I made a choice to do more health coaching, which was more my passion, was more preventative health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're in the hospital with patients, no one really wants to talk to you about their diet. <laughs> like yeah. I walk in there and they're like, leave me alone. I don't Yeah, they're me. not ready for <laughs> so, that change. No, not at all. So it was a lot of paperwork and it was just one of those where, I mean, I didn't mind working in the hospitals, but it just wasn't what I was passionate about. So, um, but over all those years and all those different settings, I met a ton of amazing nurses and- Honestly, I could not have done my job without all of you because, I mean, I just think about like, nurses were my go-to for everything. Like, I needed to learn about a patient. I needed updates on a patient. You know, I even would share with them what I'm recommending because I knew I could tell the doctor, I could page the doctor, I could bug the doctor. Chances are, if the nurses were helping me trying to push to get something through, it was more likely to happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Yep. (laughs) And so, and I mean, also too, I just spent most of my time on the units. So even though we had our team of dietitians, I spent more time on the floor with the nurses. And so I really just enjoyed, you know, getting to know all of them. Um, but I could also remember, and it's funny, I can remember so many of these conversations where nurses would come up to me and ask me about like different fad diets, or they're working on losing weight or supplements or some other kind of nutrition related questions. Mm-hmm. And I know all of these nurses were highly educated And they are really just smart, but I know it's also a group of people who might be more susceptible to like fads or quick fixes, just because I know you guys don't have a lot of time for yourselves. Yeah, I mean, you're working long hours, not getting your breaks, running around, dealing with patients, the doctors, the families, other departments like dietitians, (laughs) (laughs) Um, passing meds. I mean, I I don't even know how you guys do everything you do in one day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I could see like, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, or you mentioned for me, Like I saw you guys are so busy taking care of everyone else that you weren't always able to take care of yourselves. And I know like even now when I'm doing health coaching, when I have like clients who are nurses, so many of the same struggles come up. And it kind of made me think back to even like my mom when I was growing up, you know, my mom, knew we didn't always eat the healthiest and unfortunately like nutrition and healthy eating just wasn't something we really talked about at home Mm -hmm. but you know i could see you know she was trying you know she would try and get some things to help us get more fruits and vegetables in Right, uh, which I had no clue at that time, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that you know, for different diets, you know, struggling with weight, having her joints, you know, her knees, she just had to have like knee replacement and hip replacement, all these different things coming up because of over the years of struggling with that and being right.
0: on yeah, her feet definitely. all
1: day. Uh, and so really, I just could see how like mentally and emotionally exhausted everyone was becoming. And it just feel, felt like no one was looking out for the nurses. So, It was funny when I made this decision to focus on nurses, I had kind of been dabbling in some like stuff on my own. I mean, I work a full time job, but just more something I could do as a creative outlet and was, you know, getting to be in control of. And when I thought about who I wanted to work with, like nurses were some of the first people that came to mind. So, you know, I'm kind of excited to be able to share whatever I can with anyone who wants to hear that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to be listening in that could at least take something from you, and if not, you know, reach out to you and ask for more help. Because I, I just know since I've been a nurse going on five years, I think I've done like three of the you know fab diets. Nothing's really worked. So it's interesting because before I came a nurse, I was going to the gym five days a week, eating healthy. But that was before like family. That was before I became a nurse. That was when I you know had time for myself so it's interesting how now i have all this knowledge and how to take care of yourself and you know what's what what i'm supposed to do but i just i don't know i just don't do it
1: well and that's exactly and that's so common to see and like you said too it's not just that you're busy at work but you know as so many nurses get into you know getting married and having families you're taking care of everyone at work and then you're coming home and take care of everyone too <laughs> it's guess. one of those where Even if you know a lot of this information, and I know this is what so many people say, like knowing and doing are two totally different things. And I am not a fan of diets. I hate diets. (laughs) And part of it is because, I mean, who wants to live feeling restricted or as if like you can't have things or, you know, that you're having to follow all these exact rules. And then when you can't keep up with these unrealistic expectations, you feel like you failed. Um, I mean, I know from personal experience, because I have been there and I've tried doing those myself before I became a dietitian. And so I just, you know, it's so much more enjoyable to live life, not having to stress about any of that. So I'm a big believer in making like the really simple changes, focusing on eating real food, not doing anything crazy. You know, there is like no foods that you have to eliminate Um, and really just, Kind of enjoying the process too and be kind to yourself. So I'm a big believer in the whole person, not just the food.
0: I like that. I believe that too. <laughs> well,
1: so I are, that.
0: <laughs> so what are some of like the simple choices someone could make um yes. in a daily, you know, a, on a daily basis? So the simple things are, I mean, this is my big number
1: one. I say keep it simple and keep it real. That is like my go-to saying. So when I'm thinking of simple and real, I'm thinking of food. <laughs> like if you're busy, you don't have to cook complicated meals. You don't have to worry or stress about doing meal prep. Granted, if you have time and you want to do that, that's awesome. And, you mm-hmm. know, hats off to you if you're able to. I, you also I don't, don't have, have to add stress. stress.
0: Yeah. I think meal prepping, I did meal prep before I had a kid, before I was married. And I don't have, I don't have time for meal prep anymore. <laughs> I'm not <crazy>. yep. going <laughs> to
1: I can relate to that. And even as, you know, being myself with my kids and everything, I mean, I make their meals on a regular basis and I'm getting their foods just, you know, done the night before or whatever. So in that way, prep the night ahead of time. That could be a simple thing to do. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I think for me, it would just be too much stress to be sitting there trying to chop and cook. And I've done it before and it does come in handy to some degree, but every person has to find what works for them personally. So There's no one cookie cutter way to do things, Um, but really, like I said, just focusing on real whole foods because it's so easy to be like enticed by all these like supplements and things that make it sound like quick and easy. But you know, if it's like a supplement, you know, it might not even be like all real food. Supplements aren't regulated by anyone, and so if you're not paying attention to quality control and things like that, you don't know what's in it. Uh, I mean, even things like vitamins and stuff, it's a few nutrients that someone has decided they think we need. Whereas if you eat like even just one piece of fruit or one piece of vegetable, you're getting thousands of nutrients and they're in the form that we're supposed to consume them in. So I'm a big believer in getting your nutrition from food as much as possible. Yeah,
0: I was always told that uh, vitamins is just expensive pea. Yep. <laughs> yep. I will tell that to people sometimes too. Um,
1: it's really, and granted, there is a time and a place for them, you know, especially if you're nutrient deficient or right. if you just want to make sure like, you know, you absolutely can and
0: you don't want to go against like doctor's orders if someone right. told you to take them. I mean, a pregnant person's going to need to take her daily vitamins and right. Mm-hmm. But if, I feel, yeah, I was always told if you're just a normal person, you're just Buying yourself expensive urine.
1: (laughs) And that so many more organizations aren't even having it in their like recommendations to take Mm -hmm. something like that because there just isn't even the research to support it. So it's one of those where, yeah, keep it simple, keep it real. And I am a big believer in plant based. So I do push for that a lot. Now, when I say plant based, I am not saying like vegan or vegetarian. If you want to, by all means, like you are able to do that (laughs) in plant based but plant-based really just focuses on eating more whole plant foods so Mm. you can kind of think of it as like if you have a plate half of it would be like fruits and vegetables a quarter of it could be like whole grains or starchy vegetables a quarter of it could be lean proteins now that lean proteins could be plant-based or it could be animal based so that's kind of where you could get some you know animal products in there if you choose and then having healthy fats in moderation too so If you look at how it's kind of set up, 75% of our plate would come from plants. And that really is one of the best things that I could recommend to anyone. So if you're looking to make little simple changes, stick to real food as much as possible. I like Uh, that because I'm such
0: a visual person. That makes sense, you know? Mm -hmm. The plate, vegetables. You said fruits and vegetables or just vegetables? So fruits and
1: vegetables. I'm kind of one of those people that I prefer eating veggies with my meals and fruits as snacks, but
0: that's just a personal preference. (laughs) The veggies. Yes. And then starchy vegetables is twenty five percent,
1: or whole grains, or whole grains, grains,
0: whatever you choose. Okay, and then the other twenty five percent would be your protein. Yes, such as, and then animal it's not really
1: included or... on there. This is going to go over a hundred percent if we're thinking percentage wise, but we'll add healthy fats in there
0: too. But those are in moderation. Yeah, we don't put that excessive. much on there. So, <laughs> right, right. So, what are some good proteins that aren't animal based? So, if
1: you're looking for some. Plant-based proteins. I mean, some of the best ones you can find are things like beans, Mm. legumes, lentils, pretty much any kind of nut or seed. Um, Also too, soy, I know for some people feels like it's a controversial topic, but when you have soy, you want to have like minimally processed whole soy. So that would be things like edamame or like water-washed tofu. Um, or tempeh, things like, like that. So those have a lot of health benefits. It's the highly processed like soy, isoflavin things that are the things that are causing more um health issues. So again, if you stick to real food, you're better off. <laughs>
0: right, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hmm. So um I work in the ER and mm-hmm. I have days where I don't get a break. Sometimes I'll get a break at like 3 30 in the afternoon. I've been there since 6 30 in the morning. What are some suggestions that I could have with me that are like healthy snacks that I can just always have with me for backup?
1: That is a great question. And you know, because I,
0: I find on mm-hmm. those busy days that I'll like run down the cafeteria or the cafe and I just like grab a cookie, grab a muffin grab whatever's quick and fast to eat. And I'm like eating it on the way back to the floor. And I know that's not good, but in my head, I'm thinking I haven't eaten all day, so I can justify this muffin.
1: Mm -hmm. And that is so true because like you said, I mean, and that's more of a common occurrence. It's not even like an outlier where you guys aren't getting your breaks or you're getting your breaks way later in the day, or Mm. it's just rushing to eat. So I highly recommend, as much as possible, kind of having a game plan (laughs) and, like you said, having snacks on hand, bringing them with you as much as possible. Um, So if it's possible, and I know it's going to vary, too, for each nurse, like what kind of a setting you're working in for what's available, but, you know, if you have a place where you can keep food, whether it's a a break room, if you have access to a fridge, Um, or even if you're able to bring like a little lunchbox with you and have like little ice packs in it where you store your personal belongings, uh, you know, that kind of opens up and gives you more options. Um, But if that's not a possibility, there's still lots of room temp, stable options we can look at too. Uh, So in general, when thinking about snacking, again, (laughs) I like that idea of the whole real foods. Um, And I like to think of them as energy boosting foods. These choices more are going to help you stay nourished during the day while you're trying to get everything done. Um, So energizing kind of foods typically are ones that are high in fiber. So we could think of like fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, whole grains, things like that. Um, Your lean proteins, the healthy fats and water, those are all gonna be energy boosting foods. Um, Whereas your energy zappers, unfortunately, are gonna be like the sugary foods, Um, the simple carbohydrates, the unhealthy fats, Am I too much caffeine? <laughs> yes, I know the cookie and the muffin. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh, you're going to love what I'm going to have to say." <laughs> um, and I'd like to touch base on this really quick, but you know, it's totally okay to have caffeine. Uh, but as a true coffee addict myself, <laughs> I think it's important to make sure we all know for ourselves what too much might be, and it can vary for each person. But like, if you are drinking tons of caffeine because you need the energy and you're trying to stay awake, whatever it is, like if you're seeing that leads to like sleeping problems, you're jittery, you're more anxious, you have like some digestive issues or reflex, Mm. Um, you know, you notice your heart racing, you know, it might be a good idea to take a moment, just think about how much caffeine you're having during the day. Uh, But again, having the caffeine is totally fine as long as it's not excessive. Um, But yeah, sorry, question on snacks. (laughs) So, okay. So... Snacks to keep in hand. So I always am a big fan of the produce because, again, we really want to work on getting more fruits and vegetables. Most people in the U.S. don't get enough fruits and vegetables. Mm. I think, like, the CDC says, like, one in ten adults eats enough fruits and vegetables. So really, you can't go wrong <laughs> by having more fruits and vegetables. That's – we say um, one in ten? Yeah, one in ten adults Horrible. is getting enough. Wow. So when you're thinking of, like, veggies, you know, it could be things like – Cut carrots, cucumbers, bell peppers, celery, cherry tomatoes, broccoli. You know, sugar snap peas. Any other veggies you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, some of those can sit for a while. You know, outside of a refrigerator, you're not going to have to worry about it going bad. Right. Right. Um, and if you want, you can eat them alone. Or I always recommend having that high fiber food, something like the veggies, along with some protein and/or healthy fat, um, and that. Maybe it could be some hummus or nuts. Ooh, I love hummus. Or string cheese, guacamole. I mean, I don't know about you, but I love those little, like, holy guacamole little cups yeah. <laughs> that you can get and just be able to, like, have. Or they have those too for the hummus. They're, like, the perfect little size <laughs> already measured out. You don't have to prep it or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've so, seen a lot of people have those. That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, same kind of idea with the fruits. I mean, fresh fruit, there's so many options that you don't have to worry about it going bad right away. And I know so many people too are scared of fruit because of the sugar content. Uh, but it's really important to remember the sugar that's in fruit. It's gonna be different from what we're looking at, at like added sugars. Right. So you're getting exactly. along with, right. exactly. You're gonna be getting the fiber, which helps slow the digestion of that sugar. Uh, you're gonna get the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidants, all these other phytonutrients that are only found in these plants. So they're so, so important for our health. Um, uh, so yes. And oh, also too, sorry, a little side note, a yep. lot of fruits and veggies are also going to be good water content. So they can actually help with staying hydrated. Cause I know we'll talk about that a little later uh, too. Yeah. Um, uh, but so when you're really busy, it can add to your hydration. Um, but just some ideas of things that you could have on hand are like oranges, apples, grapes, blueberries, pears, bananas. Yes. Bananas are okay. I know people are scared of them for some reason. <laughs> Good cut uh, bananas. Yes, <laughs> um, and with some fruits, you know, if you want to have like cut melons or things like that, you might want to keep those refrigerated. But so again, if you have that ability to keep them cool during the day, you could have those on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, dried fruit can be okay, but there's a couple things to keep in mind with dried fruit. It's, I mean, we've dehydrated it so that yeah. water content is gone, and we're just left with the small amount of fruit. So the portion size is really small for dried fruit. Um, and then also too, a lot of dried fruits out there have added sugars. So it's just good to keep in mind, like what types of dried fruit you buy. Um, if you want to have a little, like mix it in with your own nuts and make your own little trail mix. You know, that's super easy to kind of keep on hand. And then you definitely don't have to worry about temperature Yeah. or, you know, if you have it in your pocket or something, if you can't stop <laughs> and go run and get something, <laughs> Um and you know nowadays, too, there's other like things out there as well, like freeze dried fruit. a lot of those don't even have added sugars into them, oh. um, or little like fruit and veggie pouches. I don't know if you you have it, kids, so like the apple sauces, a lot of times oh, yeah. like, pouches they almost look like baby food in some ways, yep. <laughs> but those can come in handy, <laughs> you know by right? like keeping your your bag, your purse, your pocket, whatever you need, have them when you want it. um so any of those can be super easy. And kind of the same idea with the veggies, you know, you could have it by itself, but then also to just kind of pairing it with some protein or healthy fat is going to help you feel fuller longer. So whether that's, again, the nuts or nut butter, some plain yogurt, string cheese, cottage cheese, anything like that. Those, those are all good.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. Awesome. You're giving us so much. I could probably go on forever. <laughs> I I'm that's like information overload. <laughs> and that's that was really just the
1: fruits and veggies I was talking about. I mean, there's so many <laughs> other things out there. I mean, you've got Things like edamame or roasted chickpeas, you know, popcorn, seaweed, you know, bars even can be perfectly fine to have on hand. Yeah. Uh, but with things like bars, I always caution people to really look at the ingredient list. And it's so easy to just- Are look this at
0: like the protein equation. bars
1: or- So I don't necessarily say protein bars because that might not be the emphasis of the bar, but just okay. bars in general. Yeah. Uh, so when you look at a bar- Like, it's really easy to look at the nutrition facts and see like, oh, there's no sugar or there's tons of protein. But I say look at the ingredient list first because you want to really see what's in there. That whole idea of keeping it simple and keeping it real comes in hand for this too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So shorter lists with real foods listed is ideal. Because if you have something that has like tons of artificial ingredients and artificial sweeteners and fillers and thickeners and stabilizers and stuff that we just don't really need. Uh, I prefer real whole food again. So, you know, there's so many different brands out there these days, but just some examples. So like Lara bars, I'm a huge fan of Lara bars (laughs) Um, or the perfect bar. There's something like that. There's prescription bars. Um, Simple Mills has a lot of great products, like even like crackers that have very few ingredients in them. Mm. Um, made good or that's it, that that's, it is not a protein one. That's actually where they just have like a couple types of fruit and it's like in a bar and it's kind of like a fruit leather in a way. Okay. So it doesn't add anything else to it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's tons of things out there and I feel like there's more and more coming out every day. So I don't even know them all. <laughs> but if you look at the ingredient list, that is the best thing you can do.
0: <laughs>
1: simple. And so and Because cool. I have so many ideas on this. One of the things I'm actually working on right now is creating an energy boosting snack list as a free download for nurses. So oh, that's not okay. quite done yet. So I was hoping helpful. to have it done by today, but it's yeah. in the works. Very so cool. it's something that anyone who wants will be able to access from me afterwards. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'll definitely want to look at that. Um, so what, so we kind of talked about like what some, some snacks we can have. Can you hear yep. me? Yep. Okay. Yep, I can't. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. My microphone like uh thing wasn't showing up. So that would be another technical, but I think we'll <laughs> uh so you talk about some snacks um that we should just like have on us, maybe have um close in our bag or in like if we have a fridge available, whatnot. But what about a good healthy lunch box? Yep. That kind of okay, stuff so- your plate, like half of it should be healthy. Fruits and vegetables, you should have your protein and your, um, what was your other one? The grains, right?
1: Yep. So either the whole grains or starchy veggies. Um, and I mean, I know there's so many different options out there, but that's exactly what I was gonna say. So if you think of that like plate we just were even talking about, like you can use that for creating almost any meal. And this could be for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, I really if like you're packing that. a lunch. You could just think like, okay. And you could even start thinking of like the fruits and vegetables as the star of the plate, as opposed Mm -hmm. to it just being like an afterthought. (laughs) So you need to go, okay, like, what do I have available? You know, maybe you have like a pre-made salad mix at home and you're like, no, I can just toss some of that into like a container. And maybe you have like some rotisserie chicken or some chickpeas or something that you want to have, you know, toss that in. You know, you can have a little bit of healthy fats, maybe you're sprinkling some, sunflower seeds in there and using like a vinaigrette type of dressing. Um, And then if you want on the side, you could always have like some whole grain crackers or something. Uh, I mean, there's so many different ways that you could use this. You could have hard boiled eggs with like just cut veggie sticks. Oh yeah, yeah. And have like-
0: Making this too easy. I I know, and
1: that's, I like to keep (laughs) things simple. And I'm such a believer in like, it's funny, I think it's like a Julia Child quote actually. Um, that, you know, real or cooking doesn't have to be anything like fancy. It's just real whole food cooked in like simple ways that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I totally butchered that quote, but it's something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if you're not a good kick, cook, don't worry. I used to be the horrible cook. It was really bad. I was a bad, yeah, I'm not the greatest. Cook, even when I became a dietitian, Um, but the <laughs> best thing you can do is like, get in there and just try and start with really simple things. And then just the more you do, the better you get and the better you get, the better your food tastes, and then you mm. start to enjoy it some. <laughs>
0: right, right.
1: So yeah, I keep that plate in mind for any meal you're building because if you can just keep that really simple, like visual, then it doesn't have to like be like some super complicated, fancy meal. And it can look different to each of us, whether we want to have animal, you know, products or if we want to be vegan or if we want mm-hmm. whatever it is that we want. And <laughs> I know? like that you said you that enjoy
0: it. Of- your fruits and vegetables first, because I feel like a lot of people are what like how I grew up was your meat was your your center, you know what I mean like it it was your meat was your primary food, and then everything else was just the side dishes where really should be your fruits and vegetables, and then everything else is the side dishes kind of
1: absolutely, and that's you know and you can enjoy things too, and I find some often it's easy to think of foods as like good and bad, but really. I like to think of it as like a spectrum instead. Like, yes, there are the healthier ones and the less healthier ones, but it's never like an all or nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, we recommend like brown rice and quinoa and farro or sweet potatoes or all these things that are healthy whole grains and starchy vegetables. And those I do recommend more often, but it doesn't mean that you can't have some rice or plain pasta if you want some. Maybe it's just having it less often or in a smaller amount when you're having it. So the little changes can still make a big difference.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, you're getting me motivated. I want to go grocery shopping after this. (laughs) (laughs) So I know, (laughs)
1: yeah,
0: we touched based on caffeine and drinking water. Mm -hmm. So what are some um, tips and tricks you have for someone? Um, How much water should we be drinking? And uh, why is it so important?
1: Absolutely. So yes, water is super important, but I also know that if you are barely getting a moment to take a break, to run and get some food, that you're not going to be running to the bathroom all day because (laughs) the likelihood of that actually happening is just, I can assume it's not going to (laughs) happen. So I know there's a lot of people who don't drink water because they're like, I don't want to have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) You know, it's one of those that unfortunately, yes, The more water you drink, the more you're going to have to go to the bathroom. It's just unfortunate. You know, you can't change that. (laughs) So that's why I like to bring up a couple of things. You know, one, it doesn't have to be just straight water we're looking at. So, I mean, there are tons of different equations out there that'll tell you how much water you should be drinking. Um, I mean, kind of a very general one we often hear is like the eight cups a day. Mm -hmm. Honestly, right. that, sure, you could aim for that if you're not drinking very much water. And what's a cup?
0: You know what I mean? I think everyone- ounces,
1: yep. yeah. And so yeah. not everyone's going to think of that. Right. But also too, it's one of those where, I mean, our hydration varies for each of us based off of our age, our weight, our activity level, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to vary. And so an easy thing, so many people say is like drink half of your weight, in pounds in ounces of water and oh. that in general can be fairly easy yeah great it's not a perfect science but that can give you an idea and maybe it's better than just saying eight cups a day for every single person out there <laughs> um, but also too. I think the best way you could tell is just by
0: thinking of your urine. And I know as nurses, just you just actually don't mind that. me talking about this. It's just so funny. say that. I'm like, but I'm, I'm, I doubt that's a good answer, but. It is.
1: Oh, and so it's so funny urine how urine. often when I speak to non-medical people and I talk about their urine, like I get the most awkward looks and I'm like, oh man, I wish people would just really understand. Like, you know, it's, you if could tell how hydrated you are by the urine.
0: urine <laughs> you're, you're drinking enough yes. water.
1: Exactly. So yes, I knew you nurses would get this. So just think about what you're looking at your patients. You know, you see so many, I'm sure so many different colors of urine all day long. Right. So you know someone who maybe comes into the hospital who's not very dehydrated or not very hydrated. Maybe they're even like really dehydrated. They're going to have like that dark like amber color type of urine versus someone who maybe has been on IV fluids for a while and they've got clear looking or clear looking or very pale yellow.
0: Yeah. I'll even show my patients. I'm like, you see this, this is what you want your urine to look like.
1: Yes, exactly. So, I mean, it's really just, you could think of that exact thing. So if you're going to the restroom and you have that like really pale yellow, or it's pretty clear, you're well hydrated. If you have that darker yellow or you're having those symptoms of dehydration, you could probably think of like symptoms of dehydration that you would look for in a patient. Right. You know, if they have a really dry mouth or like cracked lips, Mm. if you're, if you're feeling really thirsty, that could be a good sign. Yeah. (laughs) If you're feeling dizzy or fatigued or have headaches, I mean, any of those might mean that you just need more hydration and more water. Uh, So again, The produce can kind of help during the day, having the fruits and veggies, because it can Mm -hmm. add to your hydration. Uh, But since you're not always gonna be able to drink tons of water during working hours, I think it's really important to find a routine for each person, each nurse, that allows you to get that water in. And so one of the best things I recommend doing is starting off the day with a large glass of water. So like before you have your coffee, which I know is really hard because I (laughs) said the first thing I want in the morning is my giant cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, But having like a large glass of water, it's like, bam. Okay. You've gotten, you know, at least eight ounces in. (laughs) So it's kind of like check, you know, if you can maybe have some more water before you head into work, it's kind of like, almost like playing it as a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, if I drink this much water, how long will it be before I have to go to the restroom? <laughs> and like <laughs> timing it out. like, okay, my shift starts at this time. I got to make sure I've gone at least this amount of time before. And then maybe it's like, okay, I know I finally am going to get to go on my break. Let me down some water, go on break, make sure to go to the restroom while you're on your break. <laughs> and <laughs> then when you get off of work, Having that water readily available, whether it's keeping it in bottles of water in your car or in your purse or whatever it is, it's kind of just coming up with a game plan. And again, it varies for each person, but having that water just so you also too can have energy during the day. Our our bodies function best when we're hydrated.
0: Right. What do you have to say about the nurses that drink energy drinks?
1: So that's a really good question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a fad that people, I see a lot of people doing. I don't see people drinking soda as much anymore, but I see people Mm -hmm. drinking so much energy drinks.
1: Yes. And so energy drinks and sodas too will still kind of fall in this category. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when I hear people drinking those, a big thing is that they're not really fans of coffee and tea for whatever reason. Right. And so they're trying to find some other kind of caffeine source for their day. And, you know, again, with energy drinks, I just like to... Think of again, simple and real. If you look at the ingredients on an energy, nothing
0: simple and real. It
1: is, no, it is not simple. I mean, it's all kinds of craziness on there. And yeah. yes, they add in like they'll put on their things that look healthy. It's like added vitamins and nutrients. Right. But again, those are all isolated, man made vitamins and stuff that they're just like injecting into this to make it feel oh. healthier. Yeah. And who says that our body absorbs those the same as it does from food? So, right. it's, I, I mean, I would say as much as possible again those would not be what I recommend. If you do have it, I might recommend just being aware of how much and how often you're having it. Right. You know, maybe seeing if you could cut it down to like one, <laughs> <laughs> one a day. I yeah. know people. I feel like really people get, get that, so, so addicted
0: to those, those energy drinks more so than even like coffee. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that- and so a big problem with, I mean, and we think of energy in general, So when our bodies are tired or it's craving energy, yes, the caffeine will give you a jolt of energy, but it's temporary. It's not going to last that long. And the same is true for things like sugar. When our body is tired, it actually will crave sugar or simple carbohydrates because they break down rapidly in our body and they give us that quick energy that we need. And our body remembers this. And that's, yes. That's why I crave energy. Yes, if you haven't had and you're tired, those muffins (laughs) and things, they're going to be something you crave because your body knows it. It knows it will have that energy boost afterwards. Mm. But again, all of these, they're so temporary. And then you're left with it kind of crashing down afterwards. And then you're left craving more, more energy, more sugar, more caffeine, because it wasn't a very stable source. Whereas if you're focusing on those energy boosting foods, I mentioned with like the fiber, the lean proteins, the healthy fats, that like combination of all of those, I mean, they take longer to digest, they leave us feeling more satisfied. So you're going to have the energy you need, and you're not going to find yourself craving some of those other things as much. Uh, Plus too, unfortunately, sugar and sweeteners just have like an addictive effect on the brain. So if you have a lot of them, (laughs) you actually might be addicted to the sugar. (laughs) And so that's a hard cycle to break. And I have a sweet tooth myself, so I know that too. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's definitely, that's good advice. Good advice. So um, timing of meals. So I know I work, I'm a day shift worker. So I work 7am to 7pm. I usually have breakfast at work, like on a good day where I get my breaks. I have a breakfast at work with my coffee. Then I have lunch around like one-ish and then I don't have dinner until I get home, which is around 8, 830. Mm-hmm. Is in my head, I'm thinking 8.30 is like too late to eat dinner, but I can't just not eat a dinner, you know? So what is, do you have any thoughts on like, what is a good, is there an, is there a bad time to eat dinner? Is, um, is it something, is it, you know, should I be looking at my plate? Cause I'm, and I know like 8.30 at night, I shouldn't be eating a big, large dinner, but I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. So
1: A really good question here too so it's for if it's bad and again I don't always like the term bad but um, yes and no and I'll go into a little bit more about what I mean by that so figuring out what time of day to eat can be really confusing in general for most people (laughs) because we hear so many different things out there you know we hear people say you have to eat breakfast others say no you fast in the morning and don't eat later till the day Other people are like, you have to have three meals a day. Then other people say, no, six small frequent meals. Right, right. (laughs) And then you hear things like you just mentioned now with, you know, eating late at night is really bad for us. Um, So it's good to know that there's not going to be one set perfect answer for this either, because it's going to vary for each of us. Um, Now, it is important to remember that all of us have our internal clocks. So that is going to be um, the circadian rhythm. And... Mm -hmm. I mean, there is some research that shows our metabolisms peak earlier in the day. Um, And you could almost think of that rhythm as following the sun. And so, you know, as the sun is rising, as, you know, you can think of noon, um, where the sun is the highest in the sky. That's kind of where sometimes I'll hear or see stuff written and research that that's where maybe our metabolisms are at the highest. Mm. And then it'll, you know, as the sun sets, that's why sometimes we hear people say like you shouldn't eat after... X o'clock, you know, whether it's six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, whatever it is that people say. Um, But that idea that we have to eat as, like, kind of our body is in this rhythm. Um, And there is some research, too, that's interesting. There's so much stuff on gut bacteria these days, but that the microbiome or the microbes in there, our gut bacteria, kind of follow this rhythm, too. And so during the day, they're kind of focused on, like, burning food for energy and helping with cell growth and stuff. And then at night, it's more of like a, like a reboot, a reset for our system. So it's not really supposed to be focusing on digesting food late at night. Uh, So, I mean, if we were to follow this idea of the sun, you know, for a lot of people, especially as now that it's getting later, I mean, darker earlier, and we're not having that sun later in the day, you know, that would be like telling people they have to stop eating at 6pm, which as you just mentioned, for a lot of people just isn't going to be realistic. Right. And so a different kind of way we could look at it is ideally just not eating a lot, either like two to four hours before you go to bed. Um, And so this idea of not eating a ton of food late at night or stopping at a certain time um, also goes right along with a lot of popular intermittent fasting stuff that we see um, these days. So whether it's kind of that 12 hour Fasting or 16 hour fasting period. Um, I mean, it does kind of follow along with some of the research there, and there can be some benefits, but it's good to know again, there's no like one perfect answer. And it's not like if you eat after 7 p.m. or whatever it is, that all of a sudden you're gonna like gain weight. Like, that's not the case. It's gonna be just figuring out what works for each of us individually. So, one thing I do recommend though is starting off the day, if possible, is when you're working eating a larger nourishing meal. And Mm. so that might take a little bit of like thinking through or prepping or coming up with a plan initially, if that's not something you're used to. And I know so many people say they're not hungry in the morning, so it can be a big adjustment for people who are not hungry and are just used to not eating breakfast. Mm. Uh, But kind of similar to that idea I mentioned with the water, you know, if you're drinking at least a good amount of water in the morning to help you stay hydrated during the day, because, I mean, if you were to go to work dehyd- or not having any water and then you can't have any and then you're leaving the work dehydrated, you know, we could think of the same thing for food. If you start the day with getting that nourishing, wholesome food to give you energy that's like stabilized energy, not the quick up and down kind of energy. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're having that, you're kind of ready for the day. You're able to kind of keep going and maybe be a little bit better set up for when those long days hit and you don't get your lunch or it's mm-hmm. not until way later in the day or whatever it might be. Um, and then you're less likely to, to hit that point of overly hungry um, later in the day. So like you mentioned, by the time you get home, if you're starving, there's a good chance you just didn't eat enough earlier in the day. Yeah. So sometimes adjusting and having more earlier in the day might leave you feeling more just comfortable after work. Um, and just not completely run down too. although granted, some of it might just be work stuff and you might feel run down because yeah. it was a long day and there's nothing I could do about that. And I'm right. sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no food. can uh, hear that.
1: Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when looking at evening meals, you know, maybe it's, if you can eat a little bit more earlier in the day, it's just having that lighter meal and maybe you'll be more comfortable having a lighter meal because you're not starving. Right. And then you're not going to bed with like a full stomach and then having to deal with like kind of digestive issues or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry. That's a lot of information, but it's also good to know too, they do some research that people who eat more food later in the day tend to eat more calories as well. And so it's really interesting because that could be part of that cycle of getting to the point of overly hungry. And right. then when we're starving, I mean, this is going to go across the board. This is not just nurses. I mean, when we're starving, we're more likely to overeat and we're like even overeat more calories than we would have if we just had regular meals. Right. Um, And we're all more likely to make less healthy choices because it's like, just give me what's quick and easy and convenient or sounds good, whatever it is.
0: And you can, Um, in your head, you can justify it because you're like, well, I
1: haven't haven't eaten anything all day. Right. Uh, So yeah, but that doesn't necessarily help for our health or our weight. And so uh, yeah, looking at the timing of meals, you know, It might take a little bit of trial and error for each person, but kind of maybe playing around with it and seeing what you feel good with personally.
0: Yeah, so speaking of timing of meals, what do you have for advice on the night shifters out there? Uh, Yes, night shift
1: workers. And this is a really hard kind of area because it's night shift workers are more likely to... Unfortunately, deal with things like gaining weight or having some health issues. Mm. And part of that could be things like the choices they're making, their sleeping patterns, you know, when they're eating their meals. There's so many factors that can come into play. Right. And I know speaking to so many nurses, even that work night shift, you know, bouncing back and forth between your days on and your days off. And especially if you have families, you know, your s- schedule's all over the place. So yeah, I don't know how it's they hard do to it. come up with a routine. <laughs> I mean, I've worked a job where I for before I became a dietitian, I was uh, working at an eating disorder center. And so sometimes I would work the night shift and I just remember thinking, I don't know how people do this forever <laughs> because yeah, I was I just like
0: it. it's so not for me, but I give kudos to people that can do it.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so I mean, we could definitely look at some ideas to help, and one of the big things is, and again, I know it's hard with the days on versus days off, but working to find a routine can be super helpful, and really keeping in mind that same rhythm that we were talking about. so ideally, we want to still eat as much as possible in line with a regular day, so not eating nothing during the you know sun hours and then eating everything at night when it's dark that right. unfortunately doesn't usually work well so it could take a little planning and playing around with schedule and sleep patterns and things like that. But maybe it's for them eating a lighter meal in the morning, you know, kind of as they're getting off of work, but yeah. before going to bed and then eating the largest meal after waking up, you know, before going on to your shift. Yeah. And then if you need to eat at work, you know, really as much as possible plan to bring the food with you because I know, and you might know as well, <laughs> I'm sure most people do. The options available at night are very limited and they're usually not the healthy ones. Um, I mean, I just know that even on weekends too. So anyone working weekend shifts is kind of a similar idea. Sometimes there's limited options available in the cafeteria and it's just like the a la carte or whatever it is. Uh, So if you can bring the food, you know, plan out the healthy snacks. Uh, Maybe it's even bringing the kind of breakfast (laughs) For that morning before you go to bed, I know it's yes. really so if you can talk about breakfast, lunch and dinner right with the shift, uh, but really as much as possible, sticking to again the whole foods, not having lots of sugary foods or like heavy fried kind of fatty foods late at night uh, you know that's going to leave you with a little bit more feeling sluggish and even some possible digestive issues uh, so again, I know the planning part is not easy, but that can help if you can get into a good rhythm of finding when timing wise to eat and then i mean pretty much the same thing that's going to be good for all nurses too i mean make sure as much as possible get adequate sleep whatever time of day it is you're sleeping at um having that caffeine in moderation staying hydrated and staying active i mean those are going to help all nurses whether it's shift nurses day nurses anyone
0: yeah yeah kudos for those night nurses but i think i do what you would that you, what you were just saying is if I was a night nurse, I'd come off, probably eat a light breakfast, which would be like their dinner, I guess, in the morning, Mm -hmm. go to sleep, wake up, eat something and then bring something for, to eat at work. Mm -hmm. That's probably how I would do it, but I don't want to ever have to do it.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) don't want to, I mean, with my job right now that I work my full-time job, I mean, we rotate who's on call, the the certified diabetes educators, who's on call. And I just like when the pager or something goes off in the middle of the night, I'm just like, no, I'm sleeping.
0: No. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I so, did have yeah. a job at one point where it, I was on call, but I never had to go in. I was just like answering phone calls. Yep.
1: And that's me. Like I can sit yeah. here in my pajamas and answer a call. Right. And I just, I give bad. you lots of props. You are in there <laughs> working hard <laughs> so, yep. and all of you. I mean, like I said, I mean, there are so many nurses out there who I know that they know how to be healthy to whatever level that they do, whether they have a lot of knowledge or they have basic knowledge, but sometimes it's just those like practical, like how do I make this work for me in my right. setting? like that comes a little bit more challenging. So that's really what I'm kind of excited to do and help people with right now.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming on. I think for me too, like when I was in my early 20s, I was, it's a totally different lifestyle than what I'm living now. Back then I had more time. Oh goodness, I had <laughs> more time. I could take care of myself and I knew how to eat healthy. I knew how to exercise. Now it's like a completely different life. I have to figure out, like you said, what works and what doesn't work. And those fat mm-hmm. diets don't work. Nope. And that's, I always tell people this. I mean,
1: yes, diets can work. I won't even say they won't work. They can work, but they don't work long term. Right. Yeah. And the challenge of following a diet is that if you, I mean, especially if you're doing it for something like losing weight, you know, you could see positive results and you're feeling good and you're losing weight. But if it's not something that's realistic to keep up with long term, it's like, what happens? Well, you revert back to old habits, you regain the weight, and then you end up gaining more. And actually, this cycle, that yo-yo dieting, is actually going to have more negative effects and make it harder for us to lose weight if that's our goal later on. So it's better to just skip the diets altogether and just focus on making the habit changes. And really... this is the biggest thing too, is that it's never all or nothing. Like, yes, I could tell you to follow that plate model and like eat lots of vegetables and fruits and all of that. But if like you're looking at or listening to this and thinking like, oh my God, I eat no fruits and vegetables. Like, I don't know how I would get a half a plate in. It's okay. You don't have to worry about being perfect. Like even if your goal is just eat one fruit and one vegetable every day, that's awesome. Like every little thing can make a difference. So Right. I'm a big believer in making the small, realistic, you know, lifestyle changes, and that's what I'm here to help with.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much. You, we can, you can obviously tell you're passionate about what you are doing, um, and thank you for recognizing nurses and the need that we have. Um,
1: absolutely. And I know I could talk forever, so I will make sure that I don't.
0: It's <laughs> great though. I think you're full of, you're full of information, which I'm sure people who are going to listen to this will definitely appreciate. So thank you so much for coming on here.
1: You're welcome. And so, yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to find me, you can find me. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. It's at the nurse's dietitian. And I like to make sure people know too, the dietitians with a T, not a C. Cause I know that it gets mixed up a lot too. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, And it's, Katie, or Kati. Kati, Kati yes. not Looks Katie. like Katie. <laughs> that, that can be, uh, that can get people mixed up too. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, definitely follow her on Instagram and uh, follow her stories. Absolutely happy to help. So thanks again. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. Uh, please make sure you... Listen, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. That would be super helpful. Share with all your friends. Nursing students, share with all your nursing student friends. Nurses, tell all your nursing friends about it. Um, I have an awesome lineup the next couple weeks coming up. Um, So please stay tuned. Thank you guys very much.